Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Indiana Corn and Soybean Podcast, Moving the Pile. I'm Kevin Cox, your host. Today we're talking about America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused agriculture and educational experience, the Commodity Classic. This year's Commodity Classic will be delivered virtually straight to your farm from March the 2nd to March the 5th. With us today, we have Brad Doyle, an Arkansas farmer, and also the Commodity Classic Planning Co-Chair. Thank you so much for having me. So I am a part of a fourth generation farm here in Northeast Arkansas. I farm with my wife, my brother-in-laws, my mother-in-law, our son. Family farm has started, you know, nearly a hundred years ago. And we primarily grow soybeans, rice, and wheat here. My involvement with the American Soybean Association started back in 2008 with the Young Leader Program. And fast forward to today, and I'm Vice President of ASA, and uh, very honored to be part of the uh, Classic Planning Committee. So what is it that farmers can expect this year during this virtual event? So like you said, we have four days planned. Started on the second, we will have a one hour general session. And this will be the opportunity for the five associations that are involved with Classic to have their leaders bring you updates from the association, uh, updates with the markets and uh, just general uh, agricultural information that our viewers will want to hear. So what are some of the, the speakers that you're going to have coming in for? So uh, in addition to our uh, general session that, that has our, our top leaders of the association, we do have an invitation out for the new secretary of agriculture, uh, Tom Vilsack, uh, previous secretary. So we're very excited if, uh, if and when he gets uh, confirmed by the Senate, we want, want to have him there to uh, maybe give the, the new administration's plan uh, some ideas they have going forward, what's what's going to be available uh, for farmers as far as programs. Are there some presenters that are going to be there that you just, just don't want to miss? Yes, correct. So as you know, being there, being a past attendee on the floor of the trade show, we have all the top equipment manufacturers, chemical companies, seed companies, and they usually have their engineers, designers, plant breeders, executives there. And that is what makes Classic special. Well, online, we're, we're going to have to adjust that, but we will have some of the top executives of those very same companies. So that'll be exciting to hear directly from them what direction those companies are heading uh, in the near future. So do you see an opportunity for people to, to, to put in a question of their own, like through a chat? I believe we are going to have a chat. It will be monitored and that will uh, be your opportunity to, to ask a question. So I would encourage you to get out early, uh, put a question in early, and that way you'll be at the top of the list. In addition to the uh, three executive sessions, we're going to have nearly 50 educational seminars. So if you've been there before, you know we have a lot of them. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of great information from soil health to new tillage equipment, new data technology, uh, new tractor equipment. 
In addition, we'll have issues such as depression, uh, you know, on farm, uh, mental health, uh, things like that, that we uh, we do uh, we do need to hear about from a, uh, a family farming uh, perspective that we have. Sounds exciting. Sounds like you've covered all the bases. I, I, I had some concerns whenever they first started talking about doing a virtual as to how you were going to be able to touch all of those speakers and presentations and be able to have that in a way that people could benefit from it. But it sounds like you guys have uh, crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's on that. I look forward to it. So one of the questions this year is, is, is what's what's it going to cost to attend and how do people go by registering? So commodityclassic.com is our main website. And for the first 5,000 farmers, it is free. So I would encourage you, if you are our farmer, get on there, access it. Anyone who's not a farmer or after the 5,000 uh, farmer, it'll be $20. So Brad, what's the one thing that you really look forward to in all this? I really like to engage with farmers outside of my area. You know, there's so many differences in the way that I farm here in Northeast Arkansas uh, compared to a farm in Northern Minnesota or, or even Central Florida or the East Coast. So that, that interaction with grower challenges, with grower logistics, getting their crop to market, I, I think it's the, you know, it's the networking uh, and there will be opportunity uh, within the site to to network with other farmers. And that is one of the greatest things about Commodity Classic. So in your opinion, what's the one thing that should draw farmers into this program this year? I would say the, the opportunity to uh, take advantage of this year's current situation. We still have time to change the, our, our farming plan for the year, possibly. Uh, do you want to know if you're making the right decision on more corn or more soybean or more rice or cotton? So listening to the experts that will be on the program, uh, hopefully will make you feel a little more confident in those decisions that you make. Maybe uh, hearing what the, the newest, latest technology will be and may save you some money on a purchase. Well, Brad, I want to thank you for taking time today. I know you've got a busy schedule there with everything you're involved in, and, and I just want to wish you all the best and a good luck in a, in a great event this year. Even though it looks a little bit different from the past, we're excited about the changes and, and what the possibilities are there for us. So we wish you all the best. Thank you again for taking part in our program today of Moving the Pile. So if you want to register for the Commodity Classic, go to commodityclassic.com. Be one of the first 5,000 to register to attend for free this year. Those will go fast. But if you're an Indiana grower, visit www.indianasoybean.com classic to get your $20 promo code to use towards your Commodity Classic registration. Now I'd like to invite Ed Ebert, our Senior Marketing Manager, to come in and give us his thoughts on the recent moves in the grain markets. Thank you, Kevin. Welcome to another market update on Moving the Pile. Let's discuss what's been going on in some pretty volatile markets this past two weeks and the release of the USDA WASDE report on February 9th, 2021. Current market outlook. The market is attempting to consolidate and establish trading ranges based on current and perceived information on additional global demand and South American supply. 
Looking at the current weather for the U.S., the market will continue to be concerned about dryness in the desert southwest and the continued extreme drought in northwest Iowa. The portions of the western Corn Belt and northern plains continue to be on the edge of moderate to severe drought, which will be closely watched by the market as we move into the spring planting season. Crude oil continues to rally, with West Texas Intermediate trading in the $57 to $58 range, which is good news for both corn and soybean prices. Export sales and commitments continue to be at a frantic pace, with China demand dwarfing the rest of the market on both corn and soybeans. Corn commitments to China are at an astonishing 17.7 million metric tons this year, versus 61,000 metric tons last year. That is an astonishing 29,000% increase. Soybean commitments to China are equally impressive at 35.3 million metric tons versus 12 million metric tons for last year for an increase of 194%. Much of the driving force behind the additional demand to soybeans relates back to the continued delay in Brazilian harvest pace. Compared last year at the same time, Brazil has only harvested 4% of its soybean crop compared to almost 20% last year. This delay has allowed the U.S. to remain a supplier much longer into this marketing year due to the slow start to the South American harvest. The USDA WASD report. Prior to the release of the WASD report at February 9th at noon Eastern time, both corn and soybeans were headed higher into the report. Average for the corn carryout was at about 1.4 billion bushels and soybean carryout at 123 million bushels. Global stocks for both corn and soybeans were also expected to be lower. The market expected to see significantly more demand for corn than was reported, and soybean demand fell in line with expectations. The surprising number of 1.5 billion bushels of corn carryout led to a sell-off in corn futures. After the report release, March corn futures closed at 5.48 and three quarters, down from a high during the day of 5.74 prior to the release of the report. Likewise, March 2021 soybean futures went from 14.09 prior to the report release to closing at 14.01. The next day, Wednesday, February 10th, saw a big sell-off on both corn and soybeans. Corn closed at 5.34 and one half, down 29 and one half cents from the close on the date of the report, February 9th. And soybean closed at 13.54, down 47 cents. So a little bit volatile to say the least. Most of this action could be blamed on corn, as the soybean stocks in demand were pretty much in line with market expectation. It was corn that disappointed in the WASD report. It bears repeating, at these price levels of both commodities, you will continue to see rationing of demand. What is next for the market? The dollar index declining makes dollar-denominated commodities cheaper to the world. Next macro events to be watched are South American corn and soybean yields and safrinha plantings. March prospective plantings report, which will be out at the last business day of March. And then U.S. spring weather forecast and continuing to watch, again, those drought conditions that exist across much of the western corn belt and northern plains. Argentine issues with crushing and exports, along with severe issues with soybean and corn production. And although not a concern to soybeans, except in the acreage fight, the second crop corn plantings in Brazil are certainly at risk. Thank you for listening to another edition of Moving the Pile. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, Ed, and thank you all for listening to Moving the Pile. Brought to you by your Indiana Corn and Soybean Checkoffs. To get the latest episodes, subscribe by texting CHECKOFF to 833-740-2009.